moving, body moving, we be body moving, body moving, body moving, body moving, we be body moving, body moving, body moving. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show on a Friday loaded show. Chatted with Gus Kangia. We chatted with Levi Lewis. Big Sauce, Taylor Humphrey coming up later, but joining us now as promised. You got, I mean, he really needs no introduction, but I'll give it to him anyway. The uh, managing editor, national writer for D1Baseball.com, Kendall Rogers joins us now. Good morning, Kendall. How's life, man? How's the fam? I'm just, dude, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing great, man. I, you know, my, my kids are, uh, are happy and healthy, so I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to count my blessings. That's always a good day. So you're, you're, uh, at Kendall Rogers on Twitter, by the way, everybody, if you want to follow him, you ever, you think you'll ever go back to the old, like Kendall Cowboy AVI, or are you just going to stick with, you know, the professional profile? Dude, you, I, got? you know, it's kind of, so I struggled with the, uh, you know, the, the change. I struggled with the change to a more professional look versus a more roughneck look. I got to be honest with you. Uh, a lot of people are disappointed that I moved away from the Cowboy look, but, uh, you know what? We got to be professional every once in a while. So I'll stick with it. Maybe after the season when you can finally let your guard down and relax a little Correct. bit. Once it ends in Omaha, the Cowboy AVI goes back up. Deal? Okay, I'll think about it. All right, he'll think about it. He's not, He's like, what do I get out of this? Got nothing. What is um, <laughs> what, Now that we're in the month of May, what is the most common question you get from college baseball fans at this time of year? Uh, will my team host and are we going to make the tournament? And, you know, the thing I would tell anybody is the answer to both of those questions is either yes or no. And by the way, there's a lot to play for still the season. You know, you look back at, you know, what was it? Two weeks ago, uh, TCU was a top eight seed. Now TCU's not even the top 16. Yeah. You know, three or four weeks ago, Texas was a slam dunk top, you know, top eight seed. Now Texas is on the road, you know, in our latest projections going to Baton Rouge. So it's just a very fluid situation. You know, if, you, if, you're, in the, if you're in a good spot for hosting or making the tournament right now, uh, you could very easily be on the, on the outside looking in in two weeks. So uh, it's still pretty fluid. It's kind of like what I think the questioning should probably be more what has to happen rather than is this going to happen. I think – there's only a few things you're probably sure of this year. One is that Tennessee will host, and you know, I, I seeing what they've done this year, Kendall. I mean, I at this point, they're, if they don't win it all, and it's really hard to win it all. You can be the best team in college baseball and not even reach the World Series. But if if the Volunteers don't win it all this year, I think based on how they played this year, their fan base is probably going to be disappointed. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're at the 40 win mark already this season, like you're going the national championship and you know it hasn't been done by number one seed since 2001 with Miami so I mean it doesn't happen uh, very often it happens once every couple of decades and so it gives you an idea how difficult that is you know you've got a huge target on your back and you know I think when you look at Tennessee you know this is a team that you know as we get later in the season it's starting to get tested a little bit more you look at Auburn over the weekend you know hit that big three-run home run of the ninth uh, Auburn, you know, kind of pressed in the limit in the Sunday game, and Tennessee showed some moxie, bopped out. But tell you what, I mean, when you look at the Tennessee club, uh, it's hard to find a flaw. I mean, they're solid defensively. Uh, ben Joyce, obviously well advertised with his one five mile hour fastball over the weekend, but Ben Joyce is, is starting to actually give them length with that power arm. 
And their starting rotation and lineups obviously elite. So they're just not a negative to the Tennessee team. Uh, with that said, I remember this time about a year ago, we thought the same thing about an Arkansas team who was, you know, walked off or, well, I don't know if they walked off, but NC State hit that home run in the ninth inning mm-hmm. to beat them and knock them out of the postseason. They didn't lose a series the whole year. Kendall Rogers, our guest, ESPN Lafayette, it's a great Scott show. RPI watch is something that um, I know Rage Cajun fans are following closely, and, and they're no yep. stranger to that. A ton of schools are. How much emphasis does the committee put on RPI, and, and do you find that it, it kind of just varies year to year based on the committee, or are they pretty consistent in that regard? Yeah, it very, very much varies. I mean, I think you look around the country and um, – you know, you look around the different situations in the postseason, and sometimes the committee will look at, you know, look at a team and go, oh, well, you know, a team gets bid, not a conference. The next year it's the totally opposite. So, I mean, we had no idea what to expect out of this year's committee. With that said, at the end of the day, you know, the one constant is RPI. I mean, you look at last year, I think there were like two two teams in the top 35 in the, in the RPI that did not make – uh, the postseason. So the committee very much goes by RPI. I think you look around uh, the kind of the landscape right now, specifically in the Sun Belt. I think, you know, Louisiana for me is still in. I think they're one of the final few teams in right now. Uh, I think if you look at a team like Coastal Carolina, they're, you know, they're right there in the mix too. So I, I'm fascinated to see what happens here in the next few weeks, specifically from an RPI standpoint. So I think if you're the Cajuns, you really want to get that RPI kind of in the 30s to feel very confident and basically just kind of take some of the pressure off. I think if you're in the 30s and you're high in the number five RPI conference league, I think you're feeling really good about yourself. How many how many schools would you predict today? Obviously, it's subject to change, right, in a few weeks. But today, how many schools do you think the Sun Belt would get in the tournament? I think right now you're looking at three. I mean, I think Texas State is a regular season champ uh, would get in. Uh, I think even even with the RPI, their RPI is not great. But you know, if they win that league, which they're up two games right now, you got to like their chances. If they win that regular season championship, I think they're definitely in, no matter what their RPI is. I think if you're uh, Georgia Southern, you still feel pretty good. I mean, right now they're probably out of the mix for a top 16 or they were a top eight. I mean, a top 16 is still within grasp. But you know, right now, you know, they're they're a couple of games behind the Bobcats, but they're very clearly in. They're close to a one seed. And then I would have Louisiana and we close to Carolina kind of right, you know, right behind them. So uh, I think right now you're looking at three. I mean, they could get four, but I just, you know, even if the Sun Belt deserves four bids, uh, I'm just not sure, you know, I expect the committee to give the Sun Belt four bids. I had a listener ask me <clears throat> this week, you know, if Louisiana finishes second uh, and then doesn't go two and Q in the tournament, you know, does okay in the tournament, do you, are they in? And I, I said, I, I don't know. I mean, but I bet it would depend on the RPI, and I, I'm sure that's your answer as well. It's like at this point, the margin for error is pretty slim for those kind of last four in, last four out, and then you got to take into account mm-hmm. how many, you know, how many tournament championship upsets are there, which leads me to my next question: What what conference tournament in your mind, Kendall, is going to be the most unpredictable? I mean, the Sun Belt will be right up there. I mean, the thing about it is if you look at the top three teams with Louisiana, Texas State, and Georgia Southern, Coastal Carolina is red hot. Skyler Mead's done a really nice job at Troy. So, I mean, I feel like that league, South Alabama, you mean, you can never count those guys out. So, I mean, you're talking about six teams that I feel like could easily get on a run in the tournament. 
and win that thing. Um, I mean, I think the other one for me would probably be the ACC. I mean, if you look at the ACC right now, that league, you've got, you know, I would say 10 or 11 teams. And outside of those, I would say about, I don't know, eight of them are pretty much the same exact team. Like one weekend, they look like world beaters. The next weekend, uh, they're really scuffling. So for me, it would be the Sun Belt and the ACC. I just think both of those leagues have some really high-quality clubs and even, you know, teams like South Al who, you know, may not have great RPIs. I still think they're pretty good teams. You know, the Sun Belt for years was one of the stronger baseball conferences, and then they had a little bit of a slide, but they're they're back up, as you mentioned, top five RPI conference. And with some additions coming into the league next year in Southern Miss and Old Dominion, you know, they're going to be right there in the mix for best, I guess, uh, I guess you wouldn't call it group of five in baseball, but let's just say mid-major conference when it comes to college baseball next season. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you look at the addition of Southern Miss, I mean, you're talking about a league that's five in the RPI right now. I mean, they could legitimately challenge the Big 12 next year in terms of RPI. Uh, Now, they're going to have to take care of business in non-conference. But, uh, boy, I mean, they've got a shot to really make a move over the next few years. And, you know, I'm not just going to – you know, throw that in there because Southern Miss is moving the lead. This league continues to get better and better and better. But uh, I'm excited about it. You know, I think that, I think we all we would all agree that whether it's Louisiana or South Al, you know, even Texas State, Georgia Southern, those are all really solid programs with solid followings. And uh, it's great to kind of see that league, you know, on the rise, so to speak. Kendall Rogers, our guest. Follow him on Twitter at Kendall Rogers. If you're a college baseball fan. Uh, and you're not subscribed to D1 Baseball, then you're not doing it right. For any college baseball junkie, that's where you get your fix. They've got it all. They have the breakdown. This is the time of year you really, really want to be there. Um, you know, And it's, it's just a wealth of information there as we get closer to this field of 64, though we're still a few weeks away. Uh, Kendall, the... Cajun baseball team, last question you specifically on them. I know you saw them early in the season at Round Rock, and Coach Degg still brings up the Arkansas game on occasion to me about how he's upset how they let that one slip. But um, the team, you know, obviously in a different place now than they were back in February. Uh, Offensively, they seem to be doing the things that I think Coach Degg's envisioned them to do. From a pitching standpoint, my mind, free stuff, they win. That's kind of been the, the, the Achilles heel of the team at times, but where are you at on, on the Rage of Cajun baseball team today compared to when you saw them back at the start of the season? Well, I think the biggest thing for me that stands out is the sheer consistency of this team. I mean, this is a team that, you know, when I saw them at Round Rock, I thought they were kind of, I don't know, a little inconsistent at times. And I think if you look at this team right now, I mean, they, they won, what, five straight series at one point? So I think it's I think six straight, yeah. Stands out to me, yeah, I mean, there was six straight. So, I mean, the biggest thing to me is just this consistency. To be able to win six straight series against teams that they're playing, that means they're playing at a pretty high level of baseball for the most part. And so I think that's the biggest thing that stands out to me is just the sheer consistency of this club. Because if, if you're inconsistent, it shows on those weekend records, and they just continue to kind of kind of move along, so to speak. How many SEC teams – do you think get in the tournament and how many SEC teams do you think will be one seeds? Yeah. So right now I'm looking at the SEC is probably getting eight teams in and probably six of those being hosts. It's, it's just kind of a strange year in the SEC. You know, you've got, uh, you know, you've got Alabama moving the wrong direction. You've got South Carolina is two games above 500. Uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi state have been massive, massive 
uh, disappointments this year. I don't like their chances of getting in. So it's just one of those weird years where they've got, you know, six teams, including A&M and LSU as the last two hosts, six teams that I feel like are very much, you know, teams that should be hosting. Uh, then all of a sudden uh, you've only got eight total bids. So it's been a weird year for that league because Ole Miss and Mississippi State have underachieved. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they've, they've got six, you know, hostable teams. And I think right now I think they would have three top eights. You think LSU has a shot at a national seat at this point, or are they likely somewhere between nine and sixteen? Well, the problem LSU has right now they've they've lost head to head series to Auburn and to A and M at home. So, in order to leapfrog those teams, they're going to have to do something better than A and M and Auburn. And right now, they just have nothing that's better than A and M and Auburn. So, whether it's you know, and, and if you look at those two teams specifically, A and M. A&M has a really favorable schedule to end conference play. So if you're LSU, what's going to have to happen, uh, what's going to have to happen for them is they're going to have to get into the tournament or the conference tournament and go on a run, which we've seen LSU do it time and time again. But they're going to need to make a lot of noise in Hoover. If they can do that, they can potentially leapfrog one of those teams for sure. A couple more for you. Kendall Rogers, our guest, ESPN Lafayette, a team I, I don't know a ton about, but every year, when it gets to late May, I hear their name on Memorial Day. They're going somewhere. They could make some noise. Sometimes they do. That being yeah. Dallas Baptist out of the Missouri Valley Conference. I, I don't I don't follow them day to day, but I always see their name up high in the RPI. I always see them making noise. What kind of a threat do you think they are this year come June? Yeah, you know, they've, they've kind of fallen on hard times as of late. I mean, their RPI is really good. But, I mean, they've lost three straight conference series. I think it goes back to Bradley. I want to say Southern Illinois, Southern Illinois and they lost the series to uh, Illinois State this past weekend. Uh, funny enough, uh, all three of those series losses came right after they announced they were going to Conference USA next year. So I don't know <laughs> if there's a little extra motivation there yeah. or why, but, you know, it's just kind of coincidence. But, um, yeah, they've got a really solid team. I mean, obviously, Jace Grady, one of the more talented players in college baseball, you know, uh, you know, Jacob Metters, a really talented arm for them. I think they're a lot better than they're playing right now, but there's no doubt they're they're slotting a little bit. I mean, you're talking about a team who's barely over 500 in Missouri Valley, but they're sitting at number seven in the RPI. Uh, if you need RPI tips, Dan Heifner, the head coach of DBU, he's your guy. I tell you what, man, I, I, I need to talk to him. I'm not sure how they do it. They don't even have a winning record on the road, but there they are fifth in RPI, even though they've been losing series the last three weeks. Um, Two more questions for you, Kendall. Who to this point has, in your mind, been the biggest surprise in college baseball this season? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, you could say Tennessee's dominance. I mean, I thought Tennessee was a top-20 team coming mm-hmm. this season, but to see them where they are now certainly a surprise. But I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go for the easy answer. I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. I think when you look at the job that John Sheff has done for this team to be a top-eight national seed right now, uh, to be near the top of the ACC standings. Uh, they've got series wins over Virginia, Miami. Uh, the Hokies have done a tremendous job this year. And, you know, that's not an easy place to win, uh, much less be, be an easy place to be a top eight seed. Tech would be the one for me, considering they were picked to finish next to last in the ACC. Yep, former Rage of Cajun assistant John Shep just done an amazing job over there with the Hokies. And uh, the way that he's built it uh, organically and – to the spot that yeah. they are right now, you have to tip your cap to him. It really is, uh, really is impressive sure. what, what he's doing in the ACC. And I guess the the flip side of that question, Kendall, is who has been the 
biggest disappointment in your mind to this point in the college baseball season? Well, take take your pick between uh, Mississippi State and Ole Miss. I mean, both of those teams to me have been massive disappointments. Uh, you know, I think if you look at you know Ole Miss, I mean, it was like a month and a half, two months ago that those guys were number one in the country for a week. This is before Tennessee went on a hellacious run. So for those two teams to not only be out of the tournament at this point, but probably like I don't even see their pathway at this point. Uh, it's pretty disappointing. Uh, one of the teams being the defending national champs. So those two teams would be co-disappointments for me. What's your favorite thing about college baseball? And then we'll let you run. I think the biggest thing for me is just the like the fans and just the atmospheres and also just the volatility. I guess some people hate it. Like some people hate the fact that it's a total, you know, it's a total crapshoot from week to week. But I mean, I tell you what, I think when you look at the college baseball this year, uh, I think we're in a situation where we're going to see some in majors in Omaha. I don't think it's it's going to be a, a power conference showcase. I think you're going to see a lot of games in the postseason that are just like, whoa, that you know, whoa, that happened, you know, this happened, and it's only going to get more and more like that with this transfer portal. I think teams are going to get older, specifically at the mid major level, and I think that's going to end up creating a lot of parity in college baseball. So I think the parity for me is really interesting. Yeah, and those are things Kendall loves about college baseball, even though he hates your favorite team wherever you are right exactly. now. Exactly. You are right on. <laughs> Why do you well, – that's when you know you've made it, and you made it a long time ago, by the way, Kendall. I mean, managing editor, D1 Baseball, you built it. It's big time. But once – I don't know whenever the first hundred messages you got in your career of – why do you hate my team? That's that sign of, okay, I, I did it, Mom. I made it. And uh, I'd say you made it years ago because now you're just, right, you're exclusively the hater of all teams, right? Exactly. That's a, that's a <laughs> title that I hold very proudly. At Kendall Rogers on Twitter, D1Baseball.com. Most of you listening already know about it, but if you haven't, just go. Check it out. Thank me later. Kendall, I'll thank you right now, man. I always appreciate you taking the time. All the best. We'll you got be it, buddy. Good talking to you, Scott. We'll talk to you uh, down the road. That is Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball.